I recommend having a plan because I think you don't get in the car for a road trip and say, let's just start driving. I wonder where we'll wind up. Fair enough. Having a plan helps. Should it be 40 or 50 pages? Probably not. Should you spend weeks doing it? No. My advice was spend about two weeks, maybe about 10 hours, talk to some people, think, think through it and start and adjust the plan as you go. Eisenhower said, plans are worthless. Planning is everything. Right. But then there are some people you really need that plan. They're not comfortable jumping without the plan. Others just say, I'll figure it out as I go. And it really slows me down. So yeah. you know you, you know what works for you. Mark Hirschberg is a different kind of bucket list careers guest. No big aha moment that led to a pivot, but he did realize that to grow in the way he wanted to professionally, he needed to add new careers in parallel. Welcome back to the show. I'm Krista Laurie. Mark had success in tech startups, teaching, writing, and speaking, drawing on nearly 20 years of teaching at MIT's Career Success Accelerator Program, and his career spanning half a dozen industries to also write a book that is apropos for what we're trying to achieve here. The Career Toolkit, it's called Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. And you know we love the guests that can opine on their narratives, but also provide actionable takeaways. Mark focuses on skills that are well-established, yet are rarely taught in school or corporate training, leaving most people to learn only from experience. So he's helping his readers, and in this case, you, my listeners, fill in those gaps. And he assures me these nuggets of wisdom can be applied to someone in any stage of professional evolution, whether relaunching or reinventing to find that elusive goal of career purpose. Well, be sure to listen all the way through for some free resources as well. Hope you enjoy. Mark, thanks so much for being on Bucket List Careers. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, I'm glad you reached out to me. And people often ask how I get guests. You recognize that this show, this theme, somewhat lined up with your career narrative, but not entirely, which I like. You're a little atypical in the sense that you didn't have this big pivot. The way you phrased it is your bucket list career is doing multiple things at once, not necessarily a 180, but adding new careers in parallel which I like. So it's a little bit different. Let's start with what you consider the beginning of your journey. When I came out of MIT back in the 90s, I started out as a software engineer. And early on, I realized I wanted to become a CTO, a chief technology officer. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty logical path when you're a software engineer. <laughs> sure. What I realized is that to get that job, it wasn't just about being the best engineer. There were all these other skills I needed. Leadership, communication, negotiating, team building. No one ever taught that to me. So I had to develop it in myself. And as I was doing so, I realized these are skills everyone can use. From individual contributors to entrepreneurs, everyone benefits by having them. Totally. So I began to upskill my team. Now, as I was doing this, MIT where I'd gone to school, they were doing surveys and found these are the same skills companies want. Again, leadership, communication, networking, negotiating, but we're not teaching them. Mm. So MIT wanted to address that in a new program. When I heard about it, I reached out, said, you know, I've been upskilling my team. I've got some content. I'm happy to give it to you. And I thought it would be one and done. And really that would have been the end of the story. Right. But instead, MIT said, please talk us through it. Hey, why don't you help us create more content? Why don't you help stay and teach? Because even though we have these great professors, we really would like to get practitioners like yourself. And so that put me on this parallel path. So I'm still 
a CTO. Right. I've been building startup companies, helping big Fortune 500s play startup. But in parallel, I was teaching at MIT. I've been doing that for 20 plus years. I still do it. I started teaching elsewhere. And then I turned that into my book. And so now in addition to, I have a startup I'm launching right now, a little consulting that I'm doing. I have my book. I have the speaking that goes with the book. And then I spun out an app originally for my book and now a general version for all books as yet another side project. So I have multiple things going at once. So you're a juggler. You have all these plates in the air. Tell me about the obstacles with doing that. You said you have a couple of decades under your belt. What's the hardest part about having this sort of multifaceted trio of titles? (laughs) My particular sets have a Venn diagram with no overlap. Okay. Because there is Mark Hirschberg, the technologist. I am an expert in cybersecurity. I have multiple patents. I am very technical and I can build your tech company or consult when you run into problems. Right. Then there's Mark Hirschberg, professional skills development, mm-hmm. where I can help you with leadership and communication and other things. And they really don't have a lot of overlap. I, right. Some people say, oh, teach those skills just to people in tech. No, that's not what I do. I will teach those to anyone and I will build tech. And so that means I have multiple brands that I have to build, plus the app brand, which is separate from Mark the Person, either of those. Right. So is that lack of overlap a problem for you? Or how did you get past it? Because clearly you've been doing it for enough time to optimize it. So how did you do that? It's certainly a penalty. There is a tax I pay as opposed to Mark is known for these two facets that really go well together. Right, I right. literally carry multiple business cards. And if I were to meet you, depending on what we're talking about, I'm going to give you one card or another, yes. depending on which side of me you're meeting. Well, that's pretty interesting. And what do you relate to the most? Which, which facet, I would say, of your professional narrative? It, it's hard to choose. I think of myself as an engineer, even more than an entrepreneur. I'm an engineer. I like mm-hmm, the tech. Mm-hmm. But over the years, I've learned so much about the importance of these skills. And I love helping other people with their professional efficacy. So my tech stuff, yeah, I can do it and build things and make lots of money. These other skills, it's more about how I can impact other people and help them. So they give me different things. So was there an aha moment when it came to writing your book, coming up with the title, the concepts? What exactly led to the career toolkit? And you speak specifically on the topic of essential skills for success in your book that no one taught you. That's also key. (laughs) Interestingly, it was not intentional. And that sounds a little ironic because chapter one is career plans, how you create and execute career plan. And I am about intentionality. But I also say with all our plans, you need to adjust them. No plan is going to work out exactly as you lay it down. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't trying originally even to teach, but I wound up teaching. And then I thought, we need some notes for the class. It's a very hands-on class. We're not lecturing at the students, but it means they don't take a lot of notes. Let me just write down some notes for the students, and we can maybe share these with other schools and try to promote the program. Yeah. What I thought was 20 pages of notes quickly became 40, then 80. And once it passed 100, I said, okay, I think this is a book. (laughs) Now it shouldn't just be for college students. We're going to broaden this so it's for everyone. And I just fell into it unexpectedly. 
And what about the road to publishing it? Did you self-publish? You know, because a lot of people are looking at writing books as an addendum to what they do, marketing tools perhaps. So tell me about, was that a hard road? It was a bumpy road. And we'll share at the end some resources for you if you want to self-publish as well. Because when I did my program, I looked at traditional and self-publishing because I was doing the app that was scaring some publishers at first. I said, Ah. well... I don't care. I'm going to do it this way. So I chose to self-publish. I read about 1,500 articles on every aspect of publishing. I saved the 200 or so most useful, and they're now organized on a web page that I'm happy to share. Why were the publishers scared off by you also launching an app? Because it's not what they're used to. Publishers are in the business of, we take your content, stick it on some pages, and sell it to people. And Okay, we'll do that digitally, but that's kind of all they do now, maybe audio as well. That's what they know how to do is package content in a linear format. Now, this is incredibly antiquated. And I'll just touch upon that for a moment. If you think about what we do, people like you and I, where we are content builders, most of what we spend our time on, it's not the book. It might be consulting. (laughs) It might be speaking. It might be classes. And those companies aren't set up to do that, which means they're misaligned with our goals. And so publishing as a whole needs to change. But in this particular case, I also recognize people want nonlinear access to content. So take my book, for example. There's a chapter on networking. I think there's a lot of great tips in there. And you're going to read the book. And then six months later, be at a networking event and say, damn it, what were those tips? I need them now. Right. The app has the tips. So they're in your pocket. You pull it out right before you walk in the room look at the tips, flip through them, get that refresh, get it where and when you want it. The other challenge is even if it's not as time sensitive, you read the book, there's lots of great advice, just like on this podcast, lots of great advice, but you quickly forget it. You move on, you get busy. How do we help people bear retain what they hear and read? And so the app uses a passive teaching method called space repetition, where each day at a time you, the user set, you get a push notification of one of the tips. Just pops up, say at 9 a.m. as you walk in the office, look at, swipe it away, do it again the next day. And that small seconds a day will help you retain it. That is so true. The immediacy of the culture that we're in now, you do need to think about how to get that information exactly when, to people, when they need it. So I, I understand your concepts. Well, if we're talking about biggest obstacles you overcame, so now we're sort of getting into takeaways, nuggets of wisdom, to be where you are now and overcome what you have. I know you've said to me you believe in the power of recognizing that you hadn't been trained to get where you wanted to go. And I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a moment because you do hear entrepreneurs on social media or you might read about them saying, just do it. Don't wait to be ready. I mean, are you recognizing this mindset that maybe you're just ready and you don't realize it? Jump in. So like I said, I'm just asking your opinion. Is there no value in diving in? Because you do advocate planning. You know, all advice you need to take with a grain of salt. If a random person came to me and said, should I go to college? Knowing nothing else about the person, my advice would be yes. We know statistically you are going to be better off with a college degree. But Bill Gates made the right choice dropping out of college. No doubt. Michael J. Fox made the right choice not even going to college. All of us know ourselves or should work to do so. And you have to say, hey, even though that's not the standard path, 
given who I am, where I am, my needs, my tolerance, the circumstances, the goals, maybe I want to do something different than the norm, but only you can know that for certain. So listen to the advice, consider it, adjust it to yourself as you see fit. And does that apply to people, let's say in midlife who are looking to pivot, you know, these relaunch stories, do you feel that that's appropriate for that type of demographic as well? Absolutely. And even then, it depends on who you are. Someone the other day said, should I write up a 40 to 50 page business plan for my consulting practice? Okay. And somebody goes, oh no, don't just do it. Right, right, right. I recommend having a plan because I think you don't get in the car for a road trip and say, let's just start driving. I wonder where we'll wind up. Fair enough. Having a plan helps. Should it be 40 or 50 pages? Probably not. Should you spend weeks doing it? No. My advice was, spend about two weeks, maybe about 10 hours, talk to some people, think, think through it and start and adjust the plan as you go. Eisenhower said, plans are worthless. Planning is everything. Right. But then there are some people you really need that plan. They're not comfortable jumping without the plan. Others just say, I'll figure it out as I go. And it really slows me down. So yeah. you know you, you know what works for you. Yeah, be ready to evolve and deviate from that plan if need be. I think that that's very valuable. So let's get back to your book, The Career Toolkit, because I like having people like you who can speak a little bit broadly about advice for those who want to launch or find professional purpose. So based on what you know about this show and the theme and my listeners, what do you think is most singular in terms of advice you can give us based on your book and based on the methods that you're teaching? Talk to people in the field. This is such a huge mistake people make when younger and when older. So let's take something basic like medicine. Lots of people say, I want to grow up. I want to be a doctor. An eight-year-old knows what a doctor does. You help sick people. Okay, yeah, got it. But what does a doctor actually do? If you talk to someone in private practice, they spend so much time dealing with paperwork and the headaches. Oh, and by the way, you have to hire and manage a staff and you have to market your business. That's not what the eight-year-old thinks of. That's not what the 28-year-old thinks of when going through residency. Yeah. We just think of doctor helps people. Find out the realities. Yeah. So you want to talk and ask, what do I actually do? How much time is by myself versus with other people? How much is paperwork? How much is marketing? How important is it that I do this versus that? Because the core thing that we think about that excites us is not usually as much of the job as we think, especially yeah. if we're launching our own venture. So look before you leap, understand where you're going, figure out if it's right for you or how you can best figure out. Like I am not a graphic designer. I knew I am getting a cover designer for my book. That's not my expertise. Outsource. Outsource. And how do you do that correctly and effectively? That is certainly something we can all use. So tell me what kind of resources are available. I think you have a number of free ones that you give away relating to the Career Toolkit. You also have a free companion app to the book. So what can my listeners get for free? <laughs> okay, whole bunch of free stuff that we've <laughs> First, if you go to thecareertoolkitbook.com, you can download on the app page, the free companion app to the book. We talked about that before. It's got the tips from the book available in those two modes. There's additional articles I have on the website. And of course you can follow me on social media for other stuff. Yeah. There's also a whole page of resources, free resources I link to online, resources you can download. I don't even gate it by asking for your email address. Just take it. 
One, for example, the Career Toolkit Development Program, how you can upskill your entire team or organization at work completely free. There are things about how to ask the right questions during interviews as a candidate or as a hiring manager. So all this stuff I give away for free. Then we have my other website, cognoscomedia.com. At Cognosco Media, if you go to the, at, at C-O-G-N-O-S-C-O media.com. It's Thank Latin. you for spelling that. Yes. <laughs> if you go to the resources page, you'll see those link, links for people who want to write their own book or go traditionally published. This has 200 plus links to the best resources I found for creating your book. And then there's also the Brain Bump app. Hmm. Now that's like my app, except that it has content, not just for my book, but other books, blogs, podcasts, speakers. We're constantly adding new content like Netflix. We just add new things every month. Also completely free on the Android and iPhone stores. And it works just like my other app, but with more content. Very cool. You are smiling. So this, this gives you joy, right? Do you really feel like you've found what you were meant to do professionally? I found it twice. Nice. And it does give me joy. I love both parts. And I'm different than most people. Most people have a book like mine, typically want to be a consultant or do other things. I don't. I'm not a career coach. Don't call me for that. Call people like yourself who are great at, but I'm not that person. I've got startups to build, but I just want to help people, which is why I give this stuff away. Well, thank you for saying that because I actually am not a certified career coach, but I wonder, is this my next phase? You know, it's, it's all an evolution. So... Thank you for recognizing that. Mark Hirschberg, this was a lot of fun. Actually, very informative. Great to speak with you. You have a wonderful voice. You should have a podcast if you don't already, by the way. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Always a pleasure to have you joining me here on Bucketless Careers. I'm Krista Laurie. Thanks so much for supporting. Speaking of which, if you want to buy me a coffee, that's actually just a way of supporting the show and its growth. You can do that on my website, bucketlistcruisepodcast.com. Write a review while you're there. You can also do that on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we'll have another guest for you next Thursday. In the meantime, be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.